Oh, what should I play today? Hey, I think you should play. What's your favorite Michael W. Smith song? Mm, Michael W. Smith. Oh, there's so many. I could play <laughs> Is ones. Is it Friends? Oh, yes. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> or there's some other ones that maybe you have never heard, like... Um, uh, you ever hear that? Uh, I can't really, name it. I can't really. name it. That would be so old. These are really old. Like, or there's another one. See if you know this one. <gasps> oh, I love that one. What is it? Uh, this is. Could it be? Oh yes. The Messiah. That's yeah, so one of my favorites. Old Michael W. Smith songs. Oh, it and, brings back so many memories, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I heard them all growing up as a kid. And uh, people, some people call me Michael W. Thompson through the through the years. I actually met Michael W. Smith, and uh, a couple times. My favorite time was when I really got to spend time talking with him. Uh, he played at our church uh, at Efree, which is now Compass in Naperville, but it's a larger church. And he was doing a big, big event, and I was the That's worship so guy cool. there, so I was able to interact with him and. You know, I just want to put know. it out there that one of my goals in life is to have a piano duel between Michael Thompson and Michael <laughs> W. Smith. So, <laughs> Michael so W., if your people are listening, <laughs> yeah, call <laughs> us. We want to do this. That would be cool. Yeah, He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Such a good so, heart, too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, let me say hello to Emily Neal. This is Emily Neal, if you don't remember. She's the <laughs> producer behind the scenes, but she's such a great gal and uh, just such a, a great coworker in the ministry. And uh, we had such a great response when we did the Q&A. So, so today is Q&A day again with Emily. So I haven't heard any of these questions. It's just, uh, just as we go. So, Emily, I will hand over to you, and you can uh, just... Jump right in. What other right. questions or whatever you want to do, yeah. I'm at your disposal. Well, I thought it would be fun. We just launched um, our second season, and we're a few episodes in. Mm-hmm. And as I've been listening to each episode, I always have questions. I want to go. I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. So I've been writing down my questions, and we're, I'm going to ask you. Sure. And uh, for our listeners, if you guys have any questions, we'd love to hear your questions too. But I am going to kick it off. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle this one. It's going to be so intense and so deep, uh-huh. but. In uh, last week's episode uh-huh. was probably my favorite ever when you um, were playing along with The Sound of Music. Oh. It was so good. <laughs> my daughter was listening. She's like, is that Mary Poppins? I'm like, well, close, close. It's The Sound of Music. Yeah. What is your favorite musical of all time? Oh, you know, um, it could be The Sound of Music, actually. All right. I, that, that hit me so, as a kid, it was so moving, um, the idea of uh, having to leave your home and oh, escape, man. and it was so dramatic. And there's the scene where uh, the boyfriend, who's a Nazi, finds the family hiding. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, man, that was just a very... So I think that could be... Okay, that you can't go wrong favorite. with that answer. Yeah, sure. And in Sound a way, music. it actually, I didn't know what you're going to say, but it ties in a little bit to, about what we're going to talk about mm. today because this season we're talking about being overcomers. Yeah. Right. And the Von Trapp family, right? Yeah, they, they were overcomers. Sure were, yeah. Um, but a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed and mm-hmm. exhausted by the end of the events of this year. Mm-hmm. Tell us just what does it even mean to you to be an overcomer? Overcomers are people who walk with Jesus faithfully. 
that's it. Okay. So, so people think overcomers are people that are happy, people that are materially successful, or maybe even successful, whatever that means, and whatever they're trying to do, uh, pull yourself up by the bootstrap. But an overcomer is simply someone that walks faithfully with Jesus um, and loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then in turn mm-hmm. overflows to love other people. That really is the bottom line of what it means to be an overcomer. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to be diving more into that this season, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited. But, um, you know, in a couple weeks ago, in episode 15, which Mm -hmm. was the first episode of our season two, Mm -hmm. you talked about what how it kind of feels like the world is coming to an end. Yeah. And the reality that the world is coming to an end. You know, at some point. At some point, right. Um. But a lot has happened in the year 2020, and Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, as you even look back at this year, what is the most important thing that you have learned this year? What's the biggest lesson you believe God is teaching you? Day by day, uh, by far, um, that the the passage where Jesus talks about don't worry about tomorrow— Okay. Um, but every day has enough. You know, the pagans run after all these other things he was talking about. And he says, you know, don't worry about your life. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Like that that lesson, though, that uh, what a gift that God created us to live in the moment. Hmm. And we always try and live in the future. And sometimes we try and live in the past. But to be fully 100% present today is um, something that I feel like God's really taught me. It's like, I don't need to worry about tomorrow, and that gives me great peace, and it also gives me great focus. Like, even right now, I'm like 100% present uh, here in the moment, just talking about the Lord and life, and and it just gives a great freedom and focus and energy to life when you take it day by day, like he told us that we should. So that's the lesson for me, for sure. Wow. But yeah. you're also such a visionary and a planner yeah, and a goal sure. setter. Yeah. How, how does that all work yeah. together? <laughs> well, what's the vision for tomorrow today, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's kind of true because one way, um, like many other institutions, whether it's organizations, businesses, ministries, really has very little clue of what the future holds. So they think about it, the economy, the way that the future will function, what, how much will it be virtual, how much will it be people working in offices together. And uh, many people are aware that one way was just on the, just on the cusp of, of buying property. We'd sold right. our building and everything. And so I have really part of my lesson about the future is be able to say, well, what, what do I need to know today? Hmm. And even if what I know today is that I don't know tomorrow, that's okay. So we have big dreams, but we also um, have to recognize that maybe we don't know the future and we just have to take the step for now. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to plan. You, you yeah. don't even know what next month is going to look like. Everything yeah. changes so quickly. Yeah, it's true. But you've just come to a point, you don't yeah. let that drive you crazy anymore? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I, I've actually come, at some point along the way, I got more excited because whether it's for One Way Ministries or for any other ministries, local churches around, what should be happening is we should be becoming more enamored with the beauty of an unshakable mission. So so the fact that the world's going, you know, crazy, it only makes it more clear that the mission that that we advance God's kingdom is the highest priority or the mission never changes. Nothing will ever change 
the mission that God's given us and how he wants to do it, that just reveals, okay, we have to have open hands. We're open to no building, any building, for example. We're open to virtual ministry, in-person ministry. We'll travel if we can, if we can't, whatever the issues Mm -hmm. are, but the mission is still the same. Yeah. All right. Good words. All right. Well, you know what? As I've just talked to other believers Mm -hmm. this year, it seems like people kind of fall into two categories. Mm -hmm. They either have this renewed sense of urgency to make their life count and, you know, reach out to the lost, Mm -hmm. or they're just completely overwhelmed and like shutting down and going into this numbed state. Totally. So for those people who are feeling like they're just in survival mode, Mm -hmm. what what kind of advice would you give them? The very first thing that immediately comes to mind is get connected to your local church. Hmm. Um, Which is kind of hard to do right now. It is. Way. And to be really honest, some of you know this out there and maybe others don't. I, I have been and still am sometimes a critic or someone that can say hard things about lo- the local church in okay. America. But I absolutely love the local church. Not that it's about me. The Lord Jesus loves the church and it is his institution that he's established to shepherd and feed and care for his people. And so, yes, yeah, so COVID comes along and then we, th- we say, well, you know, we'll do virtual church or we'll, we'll attend. But the idea that God's people are glued to their computer screens, you know, lifting up their hands, uh-huh, engaging uh-huh. in every word, it's totally not that way. And, right. And so people, I had a, a friend that passed away, his name was Frank. I've actually talked about him in previous episodes but he used to say that when people feel like God's far, guess who moved? Mm. And to challenge people, you know, but at a fundamental level, we have to seek, the Bible says, don't give up meeting together and there's safety and strength in community. And so people have to invest in their local church. That's the institution. And and um, so I'm I'm a huge fan of local church. Our church happened to open up. I know others don't, and I'm not criticizing people that maybe can't make it to church. But Mm -hmm. as for our family, uh, like I said, I think in a previous episode, Sunday morning, get in the car, (laughs) run. We just want everyone in the parking lot to see a family running to church. (laughs) And I'll say out loud, I'll be like, hey, we're going to church. This is crazy. We're going to the house of God. Let's hurry up. Let's get there. We get in there and we go straight to the front row, straight to the front row every week. And, um, And so that kind of mindset that this is the house of God and this is the center um, of the community of God's people is a huge, huge, uh, I think, oversight that a lot of Christians who are struggling okay. miss. Unfortunately, I don't know if you've heard the statistic, but I was talking with some other pastors, um, 20 to 30%, the study has recently showed, people will not return to the local church at all after COVID. So it's a big crisis, and people's strength is ebbing away as they think that it's okay that they just listen to the radio or maybe listen to just this podcast, for example. But God's people are designed, as it says in Hebrews, to meet together. Let us not give up meeting together. So that's what I would say. Um, You know, seek the Lord in community. And then secondly, um, you've just got to seek the Lord personally. You've got to... You cannot you know, watch the news and uh, talk about the news and, and, and garbage in, garbage out. But it's, it's the fundamentals of seeking God. Bible prayer mm-hmm. um, is critical in our personal lives. So those are the two things, seeking, the God, seeking God in community 
and then definitely seeking God faithfully, personally, you know, they're both essentials. So I'm curious, when you guys are running into church, yeah. does the winner get like extra ego waffles or anything <laughs> like that? Because don't you have like a <laughs> <Yeah>. waffle tradition? <laughs> well, we, we used to do egos. Now we do uh, donuts. Ooh. But we, we do, we, we always joke, we give ourselves a prize. And this is actually important. We <laughs> give ourselves a prize after church for going to church because, let's be honest, some days people just don't want to go. You say, sure. oh, I could sleep in. It's been a big week. Yeah. I'm tired. Oh, I don't know if the worship's going to be boring. Is the pastor going to be speaking this week? I mean, there's a million reasons why we sometimes don't want to always pursue the things that are most important to us. And so we always like to give ourselves a prize and say, hey, this was great. We went to church and um, that kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I actually, this tied in perfectly to my next question because mm. I was going to ask you, how do you think the church will look different at the end of the pandemic? So you mentioned 20 to 30% won't ever return. Yeah. What are, I mean, I know you used to be on a church staff, so did I, so yeah. you know like inner workings. Mm-hmm. Of a church and how complex that could be. I'd love to just hear, what do you think, how do you think the church will look different? Yeah, I hope that it will be stronger. I fear hmm. the church is going to fight to go back to what it was. They're going right. to fight for yesterday. But the churches that see tomorrow and don't insist on the way things always were, uh, they may emerge more beautiful and basically what we've all been praying for, I think most of us, you know, have been praying that God would revive the American church. And if he, and if he does something where he shakes us up a little bit, um, it doesn't matter if a church is big or small or short or tall or, you know, mile wide, inch deep, all these criticisms. But if God can bring God's people and churches to the point of, wow, no matter what, we've got to, you know, be true to the word of God. We've got to reach our communities. If the churches can do that and this shakes us up. Uh, it could really be an exciting time, especially if it's accompanied by persecution or a darkening a darkening of days, specifically in the United States. So, it's up to the Lord. I've been saying, even on this podcast, if Nineveh could turn, so can the United States. And mm-hmm. so, uh, God's church is, is a lot more powerful than we realize. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But practically... Uh, children's ministries, large gatherings, those things are all really, really under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how churches adapt. We can do it. It just may mean that we have to stop fighting for yesterday instead, look to the future instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. a couple episodes ago, you even, um, you kind of looked back at a, a biblical version of the church when you told the story about the four friends that lowered their paralytic yeah. friend down through right. the roof to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they were concerned about the man's physical health. Right. But Jesus responded by telling him his sins were forgiven. Right. And it was such a good picture, I think, of you know what we're dealing with today in the church and as believers and just as people. There's mm. so many things happening in the world with COVID and racial tension and the election and um, Mm -hmm. how do you think we're doing uh, seeing the real issues, the real problems of the world, which is, you know, our spiritual condition? Not the best. (laughs) Uh, um, It's very easy to see the physical. And and if you point to the spiritual, sometimes other believers will say, don't you care? 
don't you care about people? Right. You know, about the physical needs or the physical issues. And my answer is, well, of course we care. We care so much that we address and we're most concerned for the whole person. But the most critical thing, like Jesus taught, is their soul, is their eternity. Um, but we, so we care about the physical. We care about all lives. We care about justice. We care about peace. Mm-hmm. We care about. Uh, people feeling heard. We, you know, we we care about all those things, but all those things apart from Jesus and His forgiveness. It's, uh, but but the Christian Church, especially, frankly, sorry, uh, young people, but the younger generations especially can be so fixed on the external and almost resent mm-hmm. the idea that we uh, trumpet the cause for eternity um, in the lives of people. But I always tell people, critics or whatever, I say, listen. If you had a child and they um, were in a situation, what would you? What was the number one thing that you want for your kid? And I mean, a good answer for, for me was I would want both. But if I had to pick, of course, I would mm. pick their eternity. But I do want both, and Jesus cares about both. Um, and He was so good, so gracious in showing that with that guy. Priority one: your sins are forgiven, and yeah, I'll take care of your. You know, that's yeah. I, I want you to walk away and and be able to take up your mat. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, before I ask you the next question, I mm. need you to play for me the saddest song that you can think of. <laughs> so, how sad can you go? Let's okay. See. How sad? Okay. To make everyone cry. Yes. Just singing. <laughs> so, or I could do. That's the other one, isn't that? Oh, yeah, taps. It's so sad. <laughs> Can you do that on a bagpipe? <laughs> well, I don't have anyone with me, but no, I don't know how to play the bagpipe. How about happy? Let's hear happy. Oh, that's easy. I made this up one day <laughs> when I was song. at my parents by myself, and I was having a little alone time, and I was praying about serious things. I'm like, enough serious stuff, and I made up the song, and I called it the Corona Dance. And when I made it up. My goal really was to make myself laugh, which I totally succeeded in yeah. doing. But it goes, you've heard me do this before, but <laughs> it starts off like this. Anyway, it goes on. I won't play the whole thing through. But um, the thing that's so funny about it is that it's totally out of time and just kind of uh, just noisy and all. <laughs> just like Corona, it makes no sense. You know, it's, right? Ah! But anyways, well, I love, Corona dance. I love that last week you talked about being sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you sad. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Thought. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to yeah, be sad. It's part of life. It can be beautiful, in but fact. But you also talked about mm-hmm. um, you don't want to just sit there in the sadness forever. Yeah. How do you right. find a good balance of walking through sadness mm-hmm. and considering it pure joy to face trials of many kinds? Because, man, aren't we all trying to figure this out right now yeah sure we're facing every kind of trial i think ultimately um our emotions can betray us um so i don't like to put too much stock in oh i'm a happy person they're a sad person but i put a lot of stock in just following um verses that say like oh (laughs) when your phone goes off <laughs> Isn't that how it goes after that? <laughs> Should we leave that in or cut that out? We'll no, see. leave it in there. It's fine. Um, what was the question, though? Oh, I don't uh, know. It was about sadness. About sadness. Our emotions betray us, but we can be com- committed to scriptural 
uh, Scripture as our foundation. And if it says rejoice in the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice, then that's something I'm committed to. And if it says to remain in Him, uh, I'll, do, I'll remain in Him. And if it says... Uh, what you know, whatever whatever it's calling me, you know, the the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and it says be filled with the fruit, or be filled with the spirit, or it says things like never be lacking in zeal, for keep your spiritual fervor for love. Those are the things that ground me, and the the emotions are like the caboose, <laughs> you know, they can mm. follow. But I I do find it if I'm super down or something, I call it newspapery. Sometimes I just feel uneasy in, inside, and in many cases. It can be even uh, God's way of kind of getting my attention, saying something's wrong with you or something's wrong around you, and then I have to be mindful of that. But, but I do think that, frankly, uh, as I've said this in many worship services over the years, like, you know, if the Lord is so wonderful, like, notify your face, you know, because sometimes <laughs> people feel like that just feels like we're just, you know, I mean, we have so much to be thankful for. And uh, I have a good friend, and he, even in his company, always likes to go big. He says, I, I want to begin in gratitude. But if we just are constantly thanking the Lord, thanking yeah. the Lord, thanking the Lord, um, that goes a long way. And that's kind of what I was talking about on that sadness episode. But I don't panic. If I'm doing those things and I'm in Christ, if I'm feeling rainy inside or down, that's fine. I'm okay. And there's something beautiful mm-hmm. about sadness. Like I said in the episode, one out of five episodes are person. I mean, one out of five Psalms our right. psalms of lament. So it's totally okay, and it's part of life. And it, like I said, it's an opportunity to walk with God and praise Him in a special way that we won't ever have that opportunity once we're in eternity. So Yeah. What's your favorite way to just, like, bask in the sadness? <laughs> Rainy day. <laughs> Good nap. Oh, man. <laughs> what do I do? Well, it depends. I mean, if I really want to... Ba- I don't know that I bask in the sadness, <laughs> but... Um, Sometimes my favorite my favorite thing to do, and I've always thought about it on a very serious note, though, on a very serious note, I've always thought whenever I really get hit with something, it could be something in ministry or it could be something even in the future, like one day I'll lose my parents. And I was, even now mm-hmm. I think, what will I do? Right. And um, my, my number one go-to really is the Lord. And my number one go-to is just to be alone with Him. Mm. And I, every, I've, Maybe I've shared this. I don't know if I've shared this before on this podcast, but every year I go away for two, three, three nights actually yeah. to the same place, the same. It's a beach, same hotel room, everything. Every year I've been doing it for many years, and I, I every year I go back there. I think, well, maybe this is the year that I'll be super. Maybe I'll some huge tragedy. Maybe my, I lost my parent yeah. or something. But I was, I've told myself and told Lauren in advance, this is where I really feel like I'll best process really at a soul level whatever heartache, you know, on a deep level. On a shorter sadness level, if I, if it's just kind of like someone's annoying me or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rocket League, you know, video game, you know, <laughs> you know, Rocket League, you know, lay down and just uh, and have a good time playing Rocket League or doing something like that. Oh, so it depends. The, 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 the depth of the uh, angst uh, affects the depth of how I, you know, process, I guess, okay. you know. <laughs> So, All right. Yeah. Well, I know a big question for our faithful listeners. This came up a couple of weeks ago. Do you really think that um, Nancy Pelosi got her haircut in a <laughs> saloon? <laughs> okay. So there is a there is a story there is a story behind that because I am aware that I said saloon. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, salon. Yeah, salon. But it's so funny because the previous day or two we were talking about that news story with our 
family and I kept saying saloon and yeah. Ra- Rachel was like, no, it's a salon. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So then it came time to the podcast and I said saloon. <laughs> and uh, that's why I started laughing at that spot on the podcast, but I kept it in. I didn't edit it out or we anything. We did not edit that out. Yes. Just those, we, should, we should put more of those in, just like little <laughs> things that you can catch and we should give a prize yeah, if people right. can find where you yeah. used the wrong word. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, I mm. just have one more kind of fun question for you so a lot of people know your many talents at the piano or you're a visionary or awesome dad what is your secret talent that most people would be surprised like is there a secret secret yodeler synchronized Um, swimmer it's got to be something oh man i mean i have secret skills but i don't know that you know let me think a secret talent um interest hmm. we could do it that way okay something you're really into no one would expect okay you, people may not know i'm i'm completely i'm well i'm i'm an interest in everything that's probably the best way to say okay it. so i am anything that can be done i want to figure out how it can be done so so for example um if we look at a barn and it's some big field i think well who how do you convert that how exactly would that work you know if i if i look at a building i think well how would they do that and i love to do impossible things like in our old house um we <laughs> wanted to put a grand piano in the basement okay and we had a contractor over they said you can't do that so the second person came you can't do that third person i said if the president was telling you you had to put a ba- this in the basement what would you do and he said i'd tell him we can't do it so then the fourth guy came and I said, if the president of the United States told you you had to, that was national security, you had to find a way. And finally, he came up with a, a solution. Okay. And we worked together because there were load-bearing walls and there was all this stuff. And we did it. And we did it inexpensively. And we found a way to you know do all these crazy things. We made a model of the piano out of styrofoam and we cut the <laughs> walls. And so I just love to think through and find you know ways to get crazy things done. And one more I'll do fun since it's a piano. Uh, this piano that I'm at is um, it's unique because um, it actually can record the movements of my fingers or the pedals and what? things like that. And yeah, it's got this technology so that when when you you can record it and it'll play it back automatically. No. Yes. And so what was very cool technology, but what happened was um, a few years back, mice came in and they (gasps) ate up all the wiring on the inside. And I knew it would cost like gazillion dollars. And so I decided to fix it, but I decided... We're gonna. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And I like took it apart, and there were like all these ribbon cables, and there were all these different things, and there was felt, and just little by little, I just like kept working, 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 and eventually, uh, got it, and it works. So, those wow. are the kind of things I like to do. In- the impossible handyman kind of projects are still, a, I guess you could say, a hidden interest or a hidden talent, and that also is very relaxing for me. When we talk about hobbies or things that are just kind of keep your mind off of the intensity yeah. of life or ministry yeah and by the way we are on the second floor of michael's house right now and there is a grand piano in yeah. what used to be a bedroom and if you ever walk up the stairs to get to this recording studio 
all you have to just think about the whole time. How did they get that grand piano <laughs> up that staircase? <laughs> There's yes. a whole story there as well. Cut but. through walls and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and this room, yeah, this room that we're in used to be a bedroom, and now we should send them a post a picture. But it's, oh that's yeah, such we'll a take cool a picture room. before we're done. So uh, there's all sorts of recording space here now. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I have one more musical request for you, but before I do that, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to add? You want to ask me a question? You could um, ask me a question. What's your favorite <laughs> podcast so far? Of of our yeah, podcast? Yeah, of these episodes. Well, of yeah. course, my favorite is the last time I got to do a Q&A with you oh, because okay. I just thought it was so fun. Cool. And, yeah. you know, I got to learn things about you that sure. I did not know before. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I'm always... Um, I just I just love that you every week I think you're having a little bit more fun with the podcast. Sure. And I, yeah, yeah. I get to I get the sneak peek and I get to see what you come up with. So it's cool. been a lot of fun to cool. be part of. So and we're super thankful for everyone who's been listening. Yeah. We would ask you help us out to share this podcast with more people. Mm. Um, you can share it. We send you um, at, we send out email with the link. You could um, just share through your Apple Podcasts or through social media. We'd love to hear from you so we love it when you send us a response or you sure. leave us a comment um, we do get really excited to get to interact with our listeners and if you have a question for sure send us that because we'll do another q a again and we'd love to include your questions so mm-hmm. um Good. all right so as we wrap up um Boy, I'm debating. I, I, I'm debating between asking you, so you can surprise me. Okay. Either because I know you're a classically trained pianist. Either your favorite classical song or your favorite modern worship song. I thought you could take us out oh, with a little piano. Cool. Oh, that's that's hard to choose, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite modern worship song. Can I say one other thing? Because you said, do I have yeah. any one other thing? Yeah, I go say? ahead. Okay. Um, there was actually two, so let me oh, cheat. Cool. The yeah. first thing is based off of what you just said. As consumers, and that's always our uh, default setting, mm-hmm. what you just said, hey, you know, you could share this, whatever. There's there's a there's a bigger reason that people might miss why it's good to share uh solid resources and that is as a ministry it's a way for you to touch the world right. when you when you pass on and you spread and you encourage other people toward resources that's a very practical way to strengthen that message and even the people that you send it to so i think that's just something i want to say the second thing was if i could say anything um what i was gonna what immediately came to mind was um earlier this week uh i had to go to the doctor I'm healthy. Mm. It was. I'm totally healthy. It was awesome. Good report. But I had to lay there in a little hospital gown mm-hmm. on this bed, and I was looking up at the fluorescent lights. And I was. I remember thinking, it's a very strong possibility that one day I'll be laying just like this when I pass into eternity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking how serious that is, and how exciting that is for me, and 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 how powerful it is that Jesus can take me personally in such a vulnerable place and I felt super vulnerable in that moment you mm-hmm. know like he can there's nothing any doctor will be able to do but Jesus really is like the ultimate healer and what he did uh, to save me or, you know to, to save all of us to mm-hmm. die like it really is real mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, if I could say anything it would just it would be that it's like each one of us will have a moment unless mm-hmm. you know Jesus takes us up into the air but uh, you know, with the rapture or something, but each of us has a moment, 
And that moment is the greatest moment of our lives if we know him. And for those people that don't, it's not even, you can't even comprehend. You don't even want to talk about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So we, the Bible says, watch your life and your doctrine closely. In doing so, you save yourself and your hearers. And so I just want to, again, encourage everyone, everyone, everyday people, not just fancy ministry people, but all of us to just have that perspective of what, what do I want uh, to bring with me in that moment to Jesus when I finally mm-hmm. cross over, you know. So, and at the same time, thankful for His mercy and grace. You know, it's just awesome. Um, as far as a, um, you can play whatever you want. After you said that, <laughs> I take back my request. <laughs> Anything <laughs> Just I do want. what you want, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll just play whatever comes out. Yeah. Father, today we thank you for all these different topics that we've talked about and thank you for your word that you've freely given us to guide our thoughts and even our entire outlook on life and the world. We thank you most of all that you have been so gracious to physically come and die so that when our moment comes, uh, all of our life will be wrapped up into a special moment of seeing you face to face as Savior and uh, Deliverer. We pray for each other. We pray for each of us um, in our different, some of us may be going through hard times, sad times, happy times, and we thank you that you meet us and your power is even made perfect when we're weak, maybe emotionally weak in our faith. We thank you that you are patient with us even when we fail or uh, just fall short Mm -hmm. and we pray God that you would bless and strengthen your church the local churches and their leaders around the United States around the entire planet and that you would indeed pour out your spirit and advance your kingdom let your kingdom come and your will be done Mm -hmm. in this world as it is in heaven and we ask it in your name amen amen thank you everyone thanks friends okay bye bye